Hey guys, this is Kate, and you're listening to the Midwest Mixtape Podcast, live from the barn. I know you see me in your nightmares, and when you wake up, you're alone. No insomnia is contagious That's why I left you on your own I told you not to play with fire I made a promise you would burn I guess it's just the way you're wired I know that you would never Hi, and welcome to the Midwest Mixtape Podcast, live from the Barn Studios in Southeast Missouri. You got the mocks here, and I'm joined with a special guest online right now. We have Cade with us today on the Midwest Mixtape Podcast. Cade, how are you, man? Man, I can't complain. Life's been good. Yeah, not too bad in the Cade world right now, huh? No, not at all. Busy time for you, it seems like. Yeah, it's been it's been busy in a lot of different ways. Uh, shows have been a little sporadic this year, but as far as doing production work and working with other artists as well and just doing a lot of writing, uh, yeah, it's been a very uh, crammed year, but it's it's good. I like it. And you seem to be a man of many talents. <laughs> been doing been doing a lot of things on the creative side, producing, you mentioned, obviously an artist, you play multiple instruments. Is there an aspect of music that you enjoy more than the others? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I I love performing, man. I think that's the reason I do music overall. I started playing as a really young kid. I started at seven years old, and my dad even let me on stage uh, by the time I was probably 10 years old. And ever since then, it's just been an ever-growing love. So I think I love playing the instruments, and I love making the music. But at the end of the day, when I get to be on stage and perform and, uh, and you know be in the front and just really interact with the crowd, that, that lights my world up, man. This Saturday, September 16th, you're coming to our area, Southeast Missouri. You're going to be at the camp at Lake Wapapella, sponsored by or put on by Golden Eagle Entertainment with uh, Pecos in the Rooftops. Doors are at 6 p.m. General admissions, $25. Reserved is 40 And I would say your style, and I know there's a connection there with you guys, but your style is pretty different. Is that something that Very you... Very different. Yeah. Is that something you um, you kind of like, you know, mixed bills where the genres are pretty different, but the, the crowds are still receptive? Yes. I love that because I'm a person who listens to... Uh, I listen to any and everything. It doesn't matter what the genre is. I just love listening to music. And I, I love to see that people have that appreciation uh, for music, whether there's a, a genre... Uh, difference you know if, if they can go to a show and just take it for what it is and realize that it, if the music's just good then that's all that matters it doesn't matter what genre or category that music falls under as long as the performance and the music is good then I think everyone can have a good time so yeah I love doing that and I think that's pretty clear in your music I hear a lot of different influences a lot of different genres you know you explore a wide range of music genres from classic rock to hip-hop to metal and, uh, you know, how did this diverse musical background contribute to your sound now? Man, I, I grew up, um, my dad always, he's been in bands since I can remember, um, even before I was born. And he always kept me around the music that he played. And my mom always put me on classic rock. So that's something I grew up on. And 
really, I just, I just pulled all of these influences as I grew up. And then as I got into school, I was influenced by my, my peers and they were listening to a lot of hip hop. And then I got into metal from my brother. It's just all of it kind of mixed together. And I never really drew a line and said, this is where I stop with my musical creativity. And I think at the end of the day, when I sit down in the studio to make something, I don't have a, a genre in mind. I just simply start making whatever I'm feeling. And it could be a completely different genre than I made the day before. And uh, that's just kind of how I go about it. Just whatever I'm feeling, whatever comes out, that's what you're going to get. Do you feel like just in general that the, bl- the lines are a lot blurred than they used to be? You know, I know you have Absolutely. a you have you have a very strong connection with obviously, obviously with Pecos. I mean, that's I guess it's considered country, but it's just as much rock as anything. Also, Geo, you know, Geo and the Hired Guns, they're out there touring with metal bands and play metal covers. Do you feel that that's just kind of the state of things now? I do. I think I've seen the the Texas scene especially go from, you know, it used to be red dirt. And now I think it's really just transitioned into, into Texas rock. And I think those lines are definitely getting blurred. I think a lot of uh, these younger guys are, are liking the fact that they can go up there and just rock out and not have to worry about being too country or too certain genre. They just, they go up there and rock out. And I really like that because man, I'm a rock fan at the end of the day, but I love country too, but I like that when, if you want to just get up there and rock out, dude, don't, don't let anyone else say you can't just because you're classified maybe as country. And I love this. You describe your music as having no boundaries, right? And it's sort of similar to what we're talking about. You know, can you share how this approach allows you to express your creativity and maybe connect with a broader audience? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, for a time uh, growing up, I really set a lot of boundaries on myself because I, I was a little insecure and didn't want people to think of me a certain way. So I did certain things that would, uh, you know, please other people. And I think as I got older, I realized like, man, I don't, I don't need to be doing that. I don't think anyone needs to be doing that. So uh, the same way that I set, it's, you know, no limitations, no boundaries that can go certain ways. But the way that I mean it is like, I'm going to be me unapologetically and I'm going to play what I want to play. I'm going to make what I want to make. And uh, that's kind of how it it's, it transfers into the music. It's like, man, someone might not like the fact that I do something that's hip hop and then something metal the next day. But at the end of the day, I enjoy it. And I, that's just who I am. So I just do it because there's going to be people out there that will accept it for what it is. We got to talk a little bit about metal. I'm a metal guy. Grew up being a metal guy. And uh, when I was much younger, I was one of those like metal elitists, right? It had to be heavy. It had to have breakdowns and stuff. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, over time, I've obviously grown and I have a lot of different, you know, musical uh, styles that I enjoy. But I know that you were in a metalcore band for, for a while, right? Maybe in your teenage years. Yes, sir. What do you think about the state of metal now? And what are some bands that you like in the metal genre? Man, I think uh, I think the state of metal now, actually, I had a had a little doubt in my mind that it would ever come back because I felt like it really fell off in the 2010s. But the way I see it right now, metal's coming back stronger um, with bands like Falling in Reverse, Bad Omens. They're really doing the thing and they're, they're getting a lot more popularity than uh, I think metal has in the last 10 years. Um, but man, I, I love it. And as of right now, my favorite bands in the metal scene would have to be those two that I just named. Bad Omens really uh, has influenced me a lot in the last couple of years. Their, their newest album is amazing. Uh, back then, though, when I was in the metal scene, I was listening to the bands, you know, like Asking Alexandria. They got me in. It was a lot of the metalcore, the kind of poppier metalcore stuff. Attack Attack, Icy Stars, um, August Burns Red. Um, I really had a wide range of what I listened to, but those are kind of the main bands. Of Mice and Men, too. Man, great band. 
earlier this year, I saw Parkway Drive for the first time oh, yeah, in, in many years. And my goodness, I've never seen a band age so well. They were better than I've seen them when I saw them, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, so I'm pretty hopeful with the state of metal right now. And I think there's really kind of an underground movement for some of the even more extreme like death metal stuff. Um, oh, yeah. So, I mean, I could sit here. I actually host a, a podcast, a metal podcast called Vulgar Display, a podcast. So I could sit here and talk metal all day. Dang. And kind of speaking of metal, I know, you know, you talk about early influences and, and your dad and, and um, you know, some classic rock. But I know that also you're a fan of Linkin Park and you list that as one of your influences as well. And you actually have a cover. Absolutely. First CD I ever owned as a kid was Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory. It was a gift for my sixth birthday, I believe. And I don't know if a six-year-old should have had hybrid theory, but I definitely <laughs> had it and I jammed the heck out of it, man. Um, so I think just having that one CD and I would blare it every night before I would go to bed. It was, it was a nightly ritual um, listening to this, this CD. And uh, I don't know, man, I think Chester just really, it's just, it's the music overall, but Chester's especially um, just had a lot of influence just growing up. That was my first CD. It's it's kind of sentimental. I've got a lot of emotional ties to it. So uh, when we started, when I started bringing my band in for, for this stuff, I told them, I was like, hey, guys, like I love Linkin Park. And if y'all don't mind, I'd really like to do at least one Linkin Park cover in the set. And it started with uh, a couple of other songs back in the day, a couple of years ago. And then we solidified one step closer about two years ago. And since we've been playing it, we've got a lot of uh, feedback, like on TikTok. I've posted videos of us playing the song, and people just loved it. So once there was a lot of feedback, I said, screw it. I'm just going to make a cover of it and put it out. And it's it's done pretty well. So, Do you care if we hear a little bit of your cover here? Not at all. Let's this, do it. This is One Step Closer. Man, it's hard to cut it off right there at the chorus part because that's my favorite <laughs> part of the song. <laughs> Tell us about the vocal layering there. Is that all you with the screaming? Because there's a lot of different vocal stylings happening there and throughout the song. Absolutely. Yeah, that's all me. Um, with, uh, with the verses, I kept it one single layered. Um, with the choruses, though, man, I do usually on all courses in any songs that I produce, I'll do three layers. I'll do one down the middle, two on each side. But with that situation, I've got the main vocal, like the main line doing the everything you say to me is doing three separate uh, takes super wide. And then I have the, obviously the background vocals doing the takes me one step closer to the edge. And I did that in a rapping way, kind of like Mike would have done. Then I also screamed it like Chester would have done. It's just it's there's a lot of layers going on. I, I really love vocal layers in my production. It's my favorite thing to do. Yeah, I think it's done really well. The co the cover is awesome. And you did you say that that's in your set? You guys playing that live? Yes, sir. So if you come to the camp at Lake Wapapella in Lake Wapapella, Missouri, Saturday, September 16th, you're going to hear that. You're going to hear and see a great show. 
you know, talking about Chester, I mean, that was obviously a big loss to the metal and rock world. And, uh, you know, we always want to celebrate his life. But you've been pretty open about some of your own mental health struggles and how music has actually helped you in a lot of different ways. Do you care to talk about that a little bit? So, you know, I really went through my darkest time back in 2019. I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and I was actually doing some production for an artist that was on Epic Records. And at the time, I took the opportunity just because it seemed like a good door to be opened for, you know, maybe what I wanted to do in the future. But at the end of the day, I didn't want to be producing for artists. I, I wanted to produce for myself. That's the only reason I learned because I am an artist, although that's changed a little bit over the years. But at the time, I was I just took the opportunity and I moved away from my family. I moved away from everything. Um, even my my significant other at the time, she uh, she was supportive. But, man, it was really hard. And, uh, you know, just being in a completely different state and. I was I was connected to some of the wrong people, I guess. The manager I was working with at the time just wasn't the right fit. He was working me like a dog. I was working probably 12 hours a day in a studio, seven days a week. I didn't really have any time to myself. And I think just going through that cycle kind of sent me over. And when I moved back to Texas, um, I felt like I had made the right decision, but also made the wrong decision at the same time because I was like, man, this is a really good opportunity. And I just kind of let it all go based off of, you know, maybe emotions, but it was the right decision. And in the, in the moment, I couldn't really figure it out. And it just kind of sent me through a, through a, a portal, a dark portal, I guess you could say. But um, just because I thought I'd, I'd kind of opened the door that I thought I was supposed to open and then I had to close it. And uh, I think I just went through my darkest times then. My, my girlfriend ended up, you know, leaving me because of the situation. Just a lot of personal things were going on. And uh, the only thing that I really had to deal with it was making the music. And that's when I actually came out with Back From The Dead. Um, first song I released when I rebranded to my current artist name. And uh, I think making that song alone really helped me cope with everything. Can you hear that time period in your music? Like if you go back Absolutely. and hear your songs, are you able to sort of hear that in the sound and the, and the lyrics, obviously? Absolutely. I can hear the emotion. I can hear everything that I was feeling in those moments. Now, looking back at it, I, I've healed from all of that stuff, um, but I could still hear it. And I knew where I was at at the time when I made that, when I made that song and made other songs like it, portraying the emotions that I was feeling in those moments. I'm getting ready to ask you a question that I've never asked another man, but uh, <laughs> is your music sexy? <laughs> That's funny. Um, I, here's I what I say. I've got a few. Yeah. So here's why I ask. I actually put it on my, uh, me and my wife's playlist. Uh, it's kind of a sexy playlist. I wonder, you know, have you ever, uh, have you ever did some things to your own music? <laughs> That's funny. Um, I can actually say, let me think about this as of recent. Definitely not. I, I don't think so. I don't know. I think, I think at the end of the day, I'm not the kind of person who likes to, I don't really openly listen to my own music, um, around people only people who are really close to me because I really don't even listen to it that often. I, it's very uh, sporadic me listening to my own music, but I don't know. I think uh, at the end of the day, it would have been a little weird for me, <laughs> right. but if, uh, if my girlfriend were to request it, then I definitely wouldn't turn her down. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It's up to them, right? They get to make that decision. Yeah. Well, it's been, Absolutely. it's been added to me and my wife's playlist for the, for the record. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoy it. That's awesome. And I definitely hear, obviously there's, there's a lot of R&B in what you do. And, you know, when anytime there's R&B genre, I think, you know, The weekend gets brought up and I just feel like he's doing it so well. But a lot of your stuff actually reminds me of some of the modern R&B that's out there now. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's that's definitely one of the genres that I've grown close to over the last couple of years. I saw an interview recently where you were talking about gaming. I know you're a big, oh, yeah. big time gamer and uh, you even, I think, was mentioning that it was like a coping activity that you do. It, it sort of helps you kind of in your mental health head, head space and, and health. But you said something that really resonated with me and I completely agree. You talked about the Nintendo Switch and how how awesome it is first of all i think it's the most versatile gaming system maybe ever and uh me and my daughters i have three younger daughters that's what we bond over is the nintendo switch and we take it you mentioned taking it everywhere with you uh is gaming something you still do and 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 how often that's uh it's actually a great question man uh as far as gaming goes i've actually kind of laid off of it i've made a lot of changes in my life the last 12 months uh i've i've made a complete 180 in a lot of a lot of areas of my life gaming has been one of them i i felt like at the time i uh i was playing a lot of smash bros dude and still to this day it's muscle memory <laughs> i'll get on there and i will i will ruin somebody but um yeah i kind of i think i had to take a step back from from video games just personally because I don't know. I just, I'm making all these changes in my life and I wanted a lot more positive growth. And, you know, that comes along with a lot of other different decisions, like my health, as far as like what I eat and, and all those things. But video games were definitely one of them. I had to take a step back from, I was playing uh, smash bros just about every day. And I felt like it was just taking up too much time. Sometimes I would choose smash bros over, over music, making music. And, uh, that's not really, really where I wanted to be. So, uh, I let go of it, but I, I know with habits, you can't just diminish them you have to replace them with something so i've replaced video games really with just reading books and uh just more uh i don't know i, I spend a lot of time outside now well good for you and, and good for your health you know we're still on that mario kart kick over here we can't get that <laughs> hey i'll still get on it though don't get me wrong <laughs> we're joined here with Cade, and this is the midwest mixtape podcast you're going to be catching him this weekend saturday september 16th at the camp the camp at lake wapapella put on by golden eagle entertainment great people there with Pecos and the Rooftops. Obviously, big connection with Pecos and those guys played in the band, but also was a part of their platinum song. You have a platinum record hanging on your wall somewhere, right? Absolutely. What was your involvement with that song? Uh, the song, I actually did vocal production, and I did a little bit of mixing, and I mastered it. So um, I kind of came on, came along in the tail end and uh, did the, the final touches on the song. So extremely proud of it. And we're obviously talking about this damn song by Pecos and the Rooftops. You're a platinum selling, selling artist, right? That's on the resume now. You're able to kind of put that on your, uh, on your resume. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did that change things for you? Did it open up some doors uh, and some opportunities that maybe weren't open before? I think so. I think there's some sort of, uh, I don't know really what, know what the word is, but there's something that comes along with that. I think you, people trust you a little bit more. Now it's not just, Hey, I'll, I'll produce some music for you. And it's like, well, well what's your resume? What, who have you worked with and all those things? I think it kind of just solidifies, uh, the work itself so that clients are a little bit more comfortable, I guess, working with me. When you are doing these different things, when you're the artist and then you're the producer, do you think being a producer actually helps you be an artist and the other way around? That's a good question. And uh, I may have a different way outlook on this than other people do. For me personally, I think producing is, is great and I love that I do it. But sometimes I feel like it's gotten in the way of me being an artist um, because I know a lot of artists that had their producers and will send them music and, you know, they don't have much to do with the instrumentals and anything like that. So they just get to be the artist and have their music and write. Um, as far as that goes with me, 
sometimes I'm starting from the ground up. I'm, I'm making the whole beat and then I have to worry about writing to it afterwards, which sometimes I'm super motivated to do it. And other days I spend a lot of energy making this, the music. And then sometimes I'll be like, man, I, I put a lot of energy into that and I don't even know what to do with it. You know, sometimes I feel like it hinders, but then again, sometimes it doesn't. It's just, it's kind of a double-edged sword if you ask me. Does producing pay most of the bills? Uh, absolutely. Yes, right now it does. So is that kind of a thing, you know, where you, you work to actually do what you enjoy? Not that you don't enjoy producing, but uh, it might maybe feel more like a job rather than being an actual artist yourself? Yeah, I would definitely say so. But um, the last year, and especially next year, I think the, the income from being an artist is going to match that, if not surpass it, especially next year. So I think I'll be able to lay off of producing a little bit. Do you produce your own stuff? Yes, sir. And what's that like? You know, because I mean, sometimes people will bring a different producer in for that extra ear or that extra perspective because we can be so close to what we create. Sometimes it narrows our vision. And yep. uh, it, do you struggle with that or do you find that that's the case sometimes? Um, I do find that that's the case sometimes. Uh, so I have back in my earlier years, I did everything from the ground up. I didn't really let any outside influences come in. To the music but as time goes on you kind of get stagnant and you need you need another person to kind of give their creative input so um as of recent i've i've liked to get in the rooms with as many people as possible who are creative and as long as we can just make something it doesn't even have to be for me but um i like to collaborate with other people who have creative minds i think it just sparks more interest in me and it sparks my creativity for sure um one of my favorite songs i've ever produced is is my song inferno and with that song, I, I had written it on a guitar first, and then I actually called a couple buddies of mine, uh, my friend Tyler Thompson, who's the drummer for Cody West. Um, he's a really good friend of mine. I called him up, and then I called my drummer currently, who, who also plays guitar, and I said, hey, let's get in a room. And uh, I had this idea for a song. Let's just, let's just make it together. And, but we didn't even touch a computer. We just got in with some instruments, and we played it in a, in a very acoustic-type way. And then I took it home after we finalized all the parts and I produced it into what it is today. Talking about Inferno, can we hear a little bit of it? Absolutely. Here's Inferno by Kate. I know you see me in your nightmares And when you wake up, you're alone Insomnia's contagious That's why I left you on your own I told you not to play with fire I made a promise you would burn I guess it's just the way you're wired I know that you would never Don't think I didn't hear that scream and those uh, slight chuggas in there. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> that was Inferno by Cade. You're going to be catching him this weekend, Saturday, September 16th. Doors at 6 p.m. at the camp at Lake Wapapella. Presented by Golden Eagle Entertainment. 
with Pecos and the Rooftops. If you're listening to this, you can go to CadeOfficial.com for all the music and information. And again, enjoy talking with you, Cade. Thank you, man. I enjoyed talking to you. You see me in your nightmares And when you wake up, you're alone I know insomnia is contagious That's why I left you on your own I told you not to play with fire I made a promise you would burn I guess it's just the way you're wired I know that you would never learn 